everybody. Welcome back to Afros and Convos. Hi, y'all. Hey. Hello. All right. As always, like and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on social media at Afros and Convos on IG. Email us at afrosandconvos at gmail.com. Check out the website, www.afrosandconvos.com. How's everybody doing? Great. Great. I'm doing good. Wonderful. Bless and highly favored. <laughs> Why are you being weird? No, are y'all like married? Not, What's going on? Do you not recognize that I like copy everything you say every time you say something? Like when she asked that when question. Asked that? <laughs> no, I'm too yes. busy thinking about the goodness of the Lord and new ways to describe it to pay attention to you mocking me. Wow, go ahead, girl. Do your thing. Okay, so today. We are talking about a documentary that was in the top 10 on Netflix for a good minute. It was very popular. There have been lots of conversations about it. It's called The Social Dilemma. And we all watched it. And it's very, very, very relevant because it actually affects every single one of our lives, whether you even realize it or not. And so the premise of the documentary is that there are these large social media companies like Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, Twitter, Twitter, Reddit, Pinterest, all of these companies who have monetized basically being able to influence people and influence people's behaviors. And so there were executives from people who were executives and engineers at these companies who created this technology that is now being used in a way that is arguably unethical. They came onto this documentary. It was almost like a whistleblower convention pretty much is what it kind (laughs) of felt like because everyone was like I used to be at this big name (laughs) company but now I'm saying that it's very dangerous (laughs) actually what they're doing um so first I think for you to understand the uh, weight of the types of things it is that they said that they were doing. We're going to talk about a few of the tactics that they explained that we found the most alarming. So like for each of y'all, what stood out for you all as a tactic that they explained that they used that was alarming? Okay, so one of the things that I found alarming in terms of their uh, strategy is like, so it was it was the the guy I don't know he was like a founder of something, but he was like dreaded and and yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know sloppy t shirt and all this stuff. Um, he was saying because the criticism of these companies is always that they are selling user data, mm-hmm. and he was like that kind of misses the point. They are selling literally the the small incremental changes in your behavior and their ability to predict what it is that you are going to do. That blew my mind. And then to even get into what they are doing in terms of how to do that, like one of the things that they were saying is that, I don't know if this was through, because part of it was like also there was like a scripted like yeah. skit type thing that was playing mm-hmm. along. I'm not sure if it came out of that or if it 
came from somewhere else where they were saying that there was tons of things about how they were hacking human psychology to do this. But one of the things that just highlights how this works is like they were talking about the photo tagging feature. Mm hmm get people onto the app because it's like oh they're not checking their app enough so let's create this feature to where they can tag um somebody who's in the photo with them and then that will send a notification to that person's phone then that person will obviously check to see click that notification and it was sending them an email this was back when like it was like social media was like hugely email driven it was sending you notifications in your email and then one of the guys was like to to make clear what it is that they're doing they sent you an email you could open up the email but it wouldn't show you the photo you would have to go to the app to find the photo and then you interact with the photo so now you're going to comment on it then that person get the person who tagged you gets a notification i'm like oh my god like yeah wow yeah. That that blew my like the way that he explained that it's not your it's not necessarily your data it's them selling your behavior basically yeah. and them changing your behavior to be what it what they want it to be so that it is more attractive to the people who they selling it to. That that yeah. was crazy. Yeah, I actually wrote down that quote that that guy said that you were talking about. He said it is the gradual slight imperceptible change in your own behavior and perception that is the product that is what they are selling now let me tell you when i heard him say that my very first thought was this is inception Mm -hmm. like when when i watched that movie i remember thinking that's so insane and far-fetched and outlandish that you can plant a thought thought into someone's subconscious and manipulate their end behavior. But that's like literally happening every single day. That was mind-blowing to me. And also the Pinterest guy, when he said, how much of your life can we get you to give us? Yep. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How many hours and, can we get you to spend on this? Yes. Yeah. And for me, the thing that was one of the tactics that was really shocking was when they were talking about that. I don't know if it, it wasn't a convention, but like that course at Stanford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that that was about the site course. Yeah, yeah. That it was basically about using technology to psychologically manipulate people. And it was like, this is a class that we are teaching people so that you can do this more effectively. Like they were sending execs and high level engineers from the company to take specific psych uh, psychology courses so that they could tie psychology to the advancements of tech to better infiltrate and manipulate us. And that was for me what was tripping because they kept using that word manipulation, manipulation, yeah. manipulation. And so it became because we we joked about how it's like, yeah, we'd be talking about something and we open our phone and it pops up right yeah. there. We joke. And we're like, you know, they're watching this anyway. But to see that it wasn't just, oh, there's some cameras like Truman Show, but that it was it's very intentional and it's a gradual thing, and it's leading you to a place where you are addictive. Like the scene within the scripted uh, um, uh, storyline that goes along with the documentary, when the kid was like, I'm going to give up my phone for a week, 
And then they were like, what is going on? What's going on? And then they sent him that alert that his ex-girlfriend had a new mm-hmm. person. And I was like, and it just threw him on this spiral. I was like, oh my gosh, like that is insane. When and the guy was like, when you refresh, it's always something new. It's always a new thing. It's never the same thing. Your timeline is never gonna be the same as somebody else's or the same as you saw it before. And just think about the intentionality of it that they were calling it manipulation it wasn't like we could deduce like that kind of seems manipulative they're like no like the tactic is to manipulate you to get you to do what we want you to do and to give up your sense of person in your life like that that's scary yeah yeah and how they started to manipulate the like but not only did they use our psych not only did they are they using our psychology against us they even used our psychology to manipulate our biology with the dopaminergic effect. So, you know, dopamine is the chemical messenger that reward, motivation, memory, attention. And they literally, and they talked about the impact it has on the younger generation of how, like, oh my God, I got to get another like. Oh, I didn't get another like. Oh my God, girl, you look horrible. And now she in here about to cut cut a face or so, but I want surgery because she doesn't look like the filter. Yeah. It blew my mind. That quote that they were like, only two industries are mm. called their, their customers, customers users. users, and it's those who are drug on drugs and software industry. And I was like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like no, for real, like that twitch that you have when your phone is sitting there and you're just constantly checking, checking, checking. It becomes this habitual thing, and it's yeah. Another thing for me that was very jarring to hear from the technology standpoint was when they were talking about how if you think about AI, you think about, I think about iRobot and Will Smith and that whole concept, but he was talking about Terminator and what's the guy's name? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. I'm like, okay, that's a little before my time. But, But then when he was like, that's not really AI, AI is what runs these companies. AI is these algorithms that they build that they can input what they want their end goal to be. And then the program grows in and of itself in order to yield that end result. And they were like, that is AI. And he said, AI runs the world right now. Mm -hmm. And the thing is like... Hollywood, again, has led us to believe that AI will look like robots coming back and uh, waging a physical war against mankind. But if you think about the fact that these companies are run by AI right now and the results of the product that these companies are putting out have increased hospitalization and suicide rates Mm -hmm. in young adults, AI Mm -hmm. is killing us now. It is waging a war. Mm -hmm. It's waging a war right now and they don't have to take a human-like form and go shooting up people and blowing up people if they can literally psychologically manipulate you into taking your own life. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That was was, um, really, really just... Trippy. Yeah. So (laughs) much of it was. So much of it was just like... uh, And another point. One other point that I will make. (laughs) When they were saying... You're aware of these things. So it's the image of you as an individual user looking at your screen 
and you're essentially facing off with an underground lab of supercomputers on the other end of that screen, like how fair is that war? Mm -hmm. And it's like not very at all Mm. that. So we've talked a lot about tech companies, the things that they are doing to manipulate us in order to make money. Um, So do you all think that these tech companies, these social media companies have an ethical responsibility to its users? And if so, what does that look like? Honestly, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Because the users are not their customers, right? And and it's unfortunate. I think that that drives in a point about part of the issues with capitalism, for one, right? Like, if profit is king, and honestly, like, they are tied to their shareholders as well. Like, I mean, I mean... I don't know. I just I I think it is unfortunate that it has devolved to how it has devolved, right? Yeah. But in terms of like an eth well maybe they do have an ethical responsibility, like a, a moral obligation, sure, because they've created a problem that it, that they are visibly seeing. But would I fault them necessarily for not doing? No, I think that the fault lies on the system, right? It's not just on them as the tech companies. I think that the incentives that are built based off of the system that is in America is part of the problem. Yeah, I I agree, Cookie. I think it's it's tough because there is the ethical responsibility for the mayhem that's ensued in ways but at the same time like the guy who was saying we created the like button to produce positivity we had no idea that it would become what it's become and now cause depression in kids who don't get enough likes so it's almost like they're ethical now if they're i think they're ethically responsible if the motivation behind what they created was to produce things that harmed. I think there is right. an ethical responsibility there, but if it's, we produce this thing and it's not been manipulated far beyond what we ever thought, then I think the ethical responsibility kind of gets a little fuzzy for me because like cookie said, their customers aren't us. Mm-hmm. So more morally speaking, yes, it's like you want to try and correct it, but it's even like, how do you correct it? Because when you start talking systems, now it's laws and that is even beyond what they're even kind of able to do besides lobbying for it. So yeah, I, I'm kind of torn on that. I don't think there's a full responsive ethical responsibility on them, but I don't know what that partial ethical responsibility like actually looks like. Yeah, I'm I'm operating in the gray. That's I mean. Yeah, I think um I don't know. I don't even know if I have an answer for this really. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, hmm. Because I remember when I was in grad school and we 
I think I took a business ethics class maybe. Mm-hmm. And we we talked about this and the different forms of uh, ethical responsibility. And um, it was just, I, I don't know. It's Again, it's just a very gray area mm-hmm. because... But honestly, the way the way it's outlined in this documentary is that this is the beginning of the destruction of humanity. Correct. Right. So (laughs) with that in mind, it's kind of like, yes, this is making you wildly rich. But at the same time, if this is truly the beginning of the destruction of humanity, it's all going to crash and burn eventually right. anyway when, right. I don't know, AI makes us all kill ourselves. I don't mm. know. So it almost seems like, is it even really a sustainable model? But the same thing could be said for like the fossil fuel industry. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you're making a lot of money, but you do realize that you're destroying the planet in the process and we're not going to have anywhere to live. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm trying to become buddies with Elon Musk cause I want to live on Mars. It's like, that's the only <laughs> way you're going to survive. Um, so I don't know. I'm really torn. Camille, what do you think? I absolutely think it is their responsibility. Like I hmm. sat here and pondered and listened to you and I heard the, um, a lot of people have this narrative. The intention behind Facebook was to create a network that had no idea it would be what it is. But the same thing is true about opioids. Opioids was created to alleviate pain. And yes, it alleviated pain. But now we got, you know, little suburban house mamas trying to break into the pharmacy to get their next fix, to get their oxycodone. And I'm like... The, the intention, and it's, oh, that's a whole other conversation. I want to go there. But the intention behind it was to alleviate pain. And that was, let, let's hurry up and get this out so we can alleviate pain. But now it's caused pain in another form by stripping people away from their families and people addicted to these drugs and can't function in society in the way that they used to. Just like we're trying to hold big pharma account, we try, but, well, see how that's going. But, they should be held accountable, and I think Facebook should be held accountable, even though the intention was not to... Originally, they weren't getting no ass, and they weren't getting no money. So they found a way they can get money, and that's by, let me monitor how many clicks. Now, I'm creating this system that's basically destroying the younger generation, and I think someone should be held accountable. And I think well, it should I be think, the people who created it. I have a question about that, because... So with Big Pharma, my issue specifically is not that they created a product that is killing people. It's that they intentionally disseminated misinformation in order for more people to partake in this product so that they could make money. So it is the specific dissemination of misinformation that I have a problem with. So are you saying that Facebook should have a warning that pops up when you come on that says beware our website is highly addictive or that's accountability or like what that or even I'm I'm using your data I am selling your clicks I'm selling your data and I am influencing what you do I think I think people should be made aware did you realize the extent 
of how you're being manipulated before you watch this documentary. But even that's it, probably in them little rights that we yes, <laughs> it is definitely in there. It, it when you sign now, up. It, yeah, it might not be in there to the level of like, this is our algorithm and this is how we change your behavior and we're going to send you this ad because you're going to click on it because we've already researched and outlined who you are as a person. It's not that detailed, I'm certain, but it is definitely in there that they are selling your user data like or or using that to drive ads. That's definitely in there. Yeah. Is that the most is that the most effective way to communicate that? Nah, but they're not trying to be effective in communicating it. But the fact of the matter is, is that they communicated it and you click through it. Yeah. I think it can get tricky when it becomes a you hold the person responsible for something they created when it's misused. Like because people but if they're they're misusing it. Well, no, no, no. I was saying to Camille's point with like the big pharma and opioids, like but no, but, but but yeah, we're not gonna let Facebook and, and Google and all them off the hook. They are absolutely misusing what it is that they're no, doing. No, the no, fact I that all hundred percent agree with that. My thing is, I don't. It's trying to find what what responsibility looks like for them because I can't say you're responsible for how I misuse your product, but I can say you're responsible for how you're using your product to manipulate. But even in big but, pharma, I, okay, as I'm not responsible. I'm big pharma. You're you. I'm not responsible for how you misuse my product. But if I know there's a 99% chance that you will misuse my product if I explain it to you in this certain way, and then I choose to explain it to you like that, and mm-hmm. then you misuse it, then yes, I am responsible for mm-hmm. your misuse. Okay. I think. So what does responsibility look like? Like, laws or a disclaimer or what well hey that you know that that takes me right on into my next point thank you for that segue kika um so they said that in the documentary they said that these big companies are like we can regulate ourselves so like Mm -hmm. we don't need government regulation (laughs) but my thing is who but who is going to regulate them? The government that is using it to their advantage has been manipulated by the dissemination of misinformation. Oh, oh this is who is going to regulate. This is who is going to regulate these companies. Now, this is who is going to create laws around what they should and should not be able to do, even if it is based on what they perceive to be the needs of their constituents. But if that information in and of itself has been manipulated, how do they even truly know the needs of their constituents Mm. to be able to create laws, to be able to regulate this system? And not to mention that government is run by 60, 70 year old men. Like, I mean, they don't, and even like they showed a snippet of like a a, a hearing where the guy's yeah. like, "I'm 62 years old, and this is a problem to me. I'm just overreacting to something I don't understand." And it's yeah. like you probably no, you ain't in this instance. But like in terms of you actually being able to understand that th- this is a computer that's manipulating, you probably don't understand that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And even in times when like. Uh, all of the tech people go before, con- like literally it's like they do not understand what is being told to them. Like 
the whole conver- a lot of the conversation is literally like basic stuff like how does email work like you know what i mean like <laughs> basic stuff so no nah, i don't know that they necessarily are well equipped to um govern but i will say that the people who have created the tools that created the problem are definitely not the people who should be regulating yeah. themselves yeah. like yeah. absolutely not no nah. yeah. i feel like at this point it's like it's two one i there ain't no real regulation because even with big farmer quote unquote regulation is still real tricky but i feel like it's too we're too far in like i don't know if you can put boundaries in place for this wildfire that's consumed everything like you can't go back in because that guy said it was like at this point we can't like take it back like Mm -hmm. the beast has already been (laughs) unleashed so it's like how i don't i can't think of any way that you can tame this beast and regulate it especially when we're talking about it's infiltration of the very government that we're looking to set these regulations for it. Like, I don't, I don't think it's possible. I mean, there has to be something though, because that one guy, the redhead guy kept talking about comparing it to Saturday morning children's programming and how there are regulations around like what can be advertised during that time, Mm -hmm. what can be shown during that time, because we are protecting the youth. We are protecting the minds of children there. You can't undo television. You can't undo kids programming, but within that specific block of time, they found a way to Mm -hmm. somewhat put some sort of shielding around what children were exposed to. There has to be some level of regulation that can be done that no, it won't undo social media, but it can help fix it. Do something. The one yeah, that then- mentioned the like making companies they couldn't buy, they could only buy up so much of the, what, the data pool or something like that. Like he was like, if you, I think he was saying to charge them for it, like charge them for the data that they're. Yeah. 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 And then they could only buy up to a certain amount. And I thought that was pretty good strategy on the end of the um, companies that are using this information against us. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. This sounds like something that needs to be in a think tank with some people who, I don't know, have studied some you, stuff that I ain't But, but you do got to tie it to some financial incentives, though. Like, there, there's no... Oh, yeah. I don't think that there's any way to do that. Like, for example, like the charging them for data that they are selling or what, what whatever it is, something has to be tied to money because money is where it hurts. It can't just be like a... You know, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what regulation would look like, honestly. Yeah. But like, it has to be tied to money. Yep, I agree. So there, there is one other specific point or kind of umbrella topic that was brought up that I want to make sure that we talk about it because for me, I don't know. It's like I knew it. But then when they said it, it was like, dang, but like for real, for real. So it was about truth. What Mm -hmm. is considered to be true? Mm -hmm. How information is disseminated 
to people in the general population and how that changes what truth is. And so one of the things that was said was we accept the reality of the world with which we are presented. Mm -hmm. So once you understand that what you are being presented with is being manipulated, then you understand that your very perception of reality is manipulated. Yeah. It's like the Truman show. Yeah. But like, way more nefarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 that yeah. was one guy who, I mean, they wasn't like making him a slave. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? He was still living mm-hmm. a good life. People was just watching it. Like people are literally killing each other over things that are being disseminated online. And for me, one of the things that was eye opening was I know that we live in a very political, politically tumultuous time. And I have always felt like, well, but surely other times were like this. Mm. Well, surely, surely the nation was divided in similar ways before. But after watching this, I was just like, nah, nah. they weren't. <laughs> like, not to it, this magnitude. It's, it's completely unprecedented the time that we are living in right now. Like, one of the things they said was, when you're on one side and you're literally like, I don't understand how the people on the other side mm-hmm. could think that or believe that. Don't they see this factual information yeah. that I'm being presented with? And it's like, no, no they don't. They literally don't see it. When they Google search the exact same thing that you Google search, they see something totally different. That tripped me. Like that trip, like when you Google is based on your location and not about truth or that, I, that, that blew my mind. I was like, Oh, this is, this is wild. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I think that that's the, the nuance there is because obviously, yes, the, the, the country specifically has definitely been divided, Mm -hmm. but, and divided to this level, but the not, well, maybe not to this level. I think that the difference is, is that we are, the division is caused by, uh, like a, a a medium that is feeding you information based off of your behavior, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the difference. We're not all presented with this. We're not all starting from the same base, right? Right. And I think that that's the difference. It's not that like we've never been this. Like literally, the whole country fell apart at one point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's been divided before. But I think that the the thing where the starting point was is that everybody had the information and they just made a judgment call off of what it was that they wanted to believe. But mm-hmm. here we're dealing with not nah, my judgment call is based off of what you are predicting that I would already think. So you're going to send me what you think I would align with. And you're not even going to show me the other side. Right. And, like that's, that's, and that's, that's so much more dangerous because yeah, even when you're in that hole, if you are trying mm-hmm. to speak truth, they mm-hmm. take you further and yeah. further into the hole of what could be completely a lie. Yeah. Yep. That whole conversation about the the YouTube situation and like the the rabbit hole thing. There, yeah. there's a whole podcast by New York Times called The Rabbit Hole that is specifically on YouTube and how that how and it's the same guy who's talking about how he created that algorithm. Like mm-hmm. it's it's the same. It, it, it is insane. And I used what really smacked me in the face was the 2016 election. Because mm-hmm. and then yeah. when I'm sitting here listening to them talk, it's like they said something about 
that based off of your social media feed and the things that you Google and when you fact check on your own, like you get this false sense that everybody agrees with you. And that is 100% what happened to me in the 2016 election. I was smacked in the face by that shit. Like, I'm like, where did these people come? Because one, I even feel like polls are manipulated by them. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if poll, yes, they call people, but I feel like they are also combing social media. They are also combing, and doing searches and stuff like that. And who, why wouldn't their searches also be manipulated just like mm-hmm. ours are manipulated? They have a they have a social media footprint just like all of us do. Why or a, a Google footprint, all this shit. Why wouldn't they be fed information that is based off of the things that they've been searching to feed all of us information that this is what the country thinks? But it's no. like, nah. That's like not. Literally, my mind, granted, still three million more people voted for the other one. But, like, (laughs) my mind was, I was literally smacked in the face. I'm like, there's no way that man's going to win. Everybody thinks he's an idiot. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks he's an idiot. Look at my feed. Look at what's going on on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks he's an idiot. (laughs) Folks on CNN crying like, wait, my feed didn't say this. (laughs) It's right here. It's right here. And I also, also, just listen, I also used to think, how in the hell are all these people believing all of these uh, conspiracy theories? How do you believe that yeah. the earth is flat? How do you believe that um, Pizzagate is a thing? How do you believe that COVID-19 is fake and made by the government? How do you believe that 5G is the thing that's spreading the virus? I don't, 5G been here since, uh, what? <laughs> For a long time. A long, long, long time. I don't understand. But then it's like, oh, you have the propensity to believe conspiracies. Here's all these conspiracy theories. Because I'm like, how do you believe the earth is flat and 5G is the issue and people gay? And like, how do you, why? You don't, you didn't just pick one. You picked all of them. I don't understand. But this made it completely clear because it's like, oh, you believe that the earth is flat or you are in these chat groups that the earth is flat. Let me get a hundred people that look like you and send them Pizzagate information. That's crazy. That actually caused me to have just a little bit of compassion for them people because it's like, Mm -hmm. it ain't your fault. It ain't your fault that you believe in this dumb shit. It ain't. yeah like it's using the power of your mind against you like we all have our natural inclinations that we lean towards but we've never been at a point where every single thing because we're on our phones quite a bit Mm -hmm. every single time you open your phone everything is targeted towards your natural bend it's always like you don't have a choice to lean any other way because when you try and pull away there's something else oh send more ads and i was like yeah it was crazy and now one thing that really threw me because i never thought about this the guy was just like not only are we looking at what you're clicking on we're looking at how long you look at it and i was like oh my god (laughs) this is this is very it's inception yeah. I didn't think about that too, but it is 100% inception. And it's, well, they, it's crazy. Said, it was funny what he said because he was like, he was like, no, 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 for real. We look and see how long you've been on. Yeah. <laughs> oh my That's God. crazy. Like, you watch movies like that and you think, oh, 
so far-fetched. Yeah. And then you watch a documentary and it says, nope, it's not far-fetched. And let's take it one step higher than that. And it's like, wow, okay, this is a thing. Mm. I think in that lane of misinformation and what is truth and what does the world look like where no one believes anything that's true? What? How do you even know what is true? The one thing that they said in there, they're really kind of, I was like, what? Was I always thought of Russia's influence in the election as like this hack, you know, this, they, you know, got in and backdoored something in some way that they shouldn't have. But it's like, no, they literally just did the same thing Mm -hmm. that these companies do every single day. They just used it in a way to manipulate people to believe what they wanted them to believe. Yeah. 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 It it, it wasn't, it wasn't outlandish. It wasn't some group of hackers in a room, these black hats that like hacked into some system and did something. No, they literally just understood this concept and used it to do what it is that they want them to do. And the thing is, and for me, I remember when Mike Zuckerberg was testifying and all of that. And I remember thinking, how, you know, how responsible can he really be for these different things? But after watching this, I'm like, he's very responsible. Yeah, he's he's totally directly totally. responsible. 100%. Like when the, the one guy was talking about, oh, we would joke about Mark having these knobs that he can turn to get more viewers, more viewers in, careers, yeah, Korea today, like. No, like he's directly involved in these specific tactics that are being used to manipulate people on an everyday basis. Yeah. And even when they were talking about like, yeah, let's use this to destroy like other countries and nations and affect their politics and stuff. I was like, oh, this it's not just U.S. Nationally, internationally, you can now affect the climate of any given place at any given time. Like, yeah. That's way too much power for any one company to have. Yeah, like in Myanmar, like literally thousands of people are dead because of Facebook. Like, and I remember that being a story. And I remember thinking, like, Facebook? Like, Facebook? Really? But then when they explained and it's like, yeah, that when they think of the internet, they think of Facebook. They don't think of nothing else. Like, and I'm like... Dang. And then going back to the Russia conversation, like I even remember there being like they created Black Lives Matter profiles or groups yeah. or whatever to yeah. convince black people not to vote. Yeah. They they did that. Like a lot of that was caused by that. Also, they're getting they, they're literally playing both sides of the field. They're getting into these white supremacy groups and playing white supremacists. They're getting into Black Lives Matter groups and playing like, oh, yeah fuck the white people like they doing they're do they're playing both sides like yeah. literally they're they're not a group of hacktivists but they are a they they literally hire people to go set these profiles and they're paid like like there was a a, a whole podcast again about i, I listened to a whole bunch of podcasts about it. it's, like, <laughs> it's crazy but they hire these people they pay them like to go sit in front of a computer and create social media profiles and go stir up shit to be trolls. They paid them to do that. And their like metrics are like, you have to create five different profiles. You have to interact with these many people and you have to get this many clicks on your shit, blah, 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 whatever. That's what they do. 
It's insane. Wow. That's crazy. So um, we are no longer in the dark. We have all watched this documentary. We have all learned a lot of things about how our behaviors are potentially manipulated, how our, you know, our buying power, how we are essentially now a product. Like we've learned all of these things. So where are we going from here? Like as individuals, what, what do you think you will do differently, if anything, now that you know these things? I'm getting us all a flip phone <laughs> for Christmas. We all getting flip phones. We're just going to T9 it up. It's going to take us an hour to text each other, but <laughs> and it ain't going to be in a group chat. It's going to come in individual <laughs> messages. You got to piece together. Message but, one of three. Message right. two of three. Like, wait, wait, wait. What you say? Wait, are you responding to this message? Um, yeah, I've already, I have a love-hate relationship with social media back and forth. I have deactivated my Facebook page right now already, and I actually put, like, a, a limit on how often I'm on Instagram. I think I withered, because I was on it, like, three or four hours, and I put it down to two, because I was mind-blown that I was, it doesn't, you don't think I've been on this app for four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that disturbed me, so I put it to two but I, I feel like I, I'm joking about flip phone, but I legitimately want to get a flip phone again. Y'all remember I had a flip phone like mm-hmm. five years ago, mm-hmm. um, and it was great. Like being unplugged. Once you get over the you know twitch, because you are kind of a little bit of an addict, it was amazing because you don't think about how we're as humans not wired to intake that much information. And we get to a point where we get desensitized. You go from scrolling down your timeline. One message is someone who's lost a family member or lost something tragic happened. The next one is cute dogs, you know, doing something cute. And then the next one is traumatic. And then and you just get desensitized and you're just scrolling and you don't realize how you're taking in so much weight of things that you weren't really built to carry and mentally try and handle. Like, it's just a lot. So I think for me, like I am, I was already on the track of like disengaging, but I think even more it's like putting, like, I'm just going to be more intentional about putting my phone aside and not engaging, even maybe even during work hours, just being like, I'm not touching my phone unless I'm on breaks like not trying to reprogram my mind from every idle moment needs to go to, oh, let me pick up my phone and just look at it and find yeah. something to do. Um, but I was kind of already on that track for watching that documentary. My initial reaction was, oh, no, nah, you ain't going to play me. You're not going to make me your little slave. Like, no, you're not pimping me out. Like, I refuse to be pimped out. So, I'm yeah, I'm probably going to go and further – try and unplug from it what about y'all well i'm not getting a flip phone um <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna keep my iphone i, I do like it um but like what, it. what i've already started to do because in in the youtube world they talk about algorithms a lot so i intentionally pick my algorithms and i at, at my at my job i work so i don't get to be on the phone all the time except on my lunch break but with that, 
I like I've already saw a difference. Like when I get on my Instagram, y'all three faces are, are at the top of my thing. <laughs> like, it's like I literally have already started and I don't engage on Facebook as much as I used to. But I'm also there there's a that's why it's the dilemma because I also want to support people as well. So I intentionally go and like videos. I intentionally watch ads on YouTube so they get their money. Because this even though there's a negative aspect this avenue has created more black entrepreneurs than ever before. Yeah. And so I, I have to support those people. I have to continue to buy into it, but I have to um, limit myself and what I do. So I've been trying to create my own algorithm and removing things that could be uh, negative and also by limiting how much time I spend on social media. That's my solution for now, but maybe it'll continue to grow and develop. Yeah. I'll keep I mean, your flip on standby. I think Honestly, like, it really doesn't change anything of my behavior. Like, I feel like I've gotten on social media more as a business move. And, like, because I honestly, like, I would get on there and, like, look and see what people are saying and things. And, like, I've even calmed down, like, how I respond to people or whether I do (laughs) respond to people. Because sometimes it's, like, it's just not worth it. Sometimes it is worth it. But sometimes it ain't. And so I pick and choose when I'm going to do that. Um, I'm, I, I mean, I don't really be on looking at ads and stuff like that for real. Now, it, it's, I have noticed that as like, oh, it's like I'm getting all these podcasting apps and or mm-hmm. not apps, but ads and stuff like that. So I am noticing that they are targeting me for specific things, but that doesn't change necessarily my behavior because my behavior already is like, if I if I want if if I feel like it'll add value, then maybe I'll look at it. But that doesn't even mean that I'm gonna purchase something. Like I I feel like yes, I feel like my behavior has incrementally changed, and especially after watching this, I feel especially like I just said the 2016 thing slapped me in the face. So yes, I I am seeing that that like I am being more aware that like there are other people out there that don't think like me. So I'm being aware of that aspect. But in terms of my behavior on social media, like it. It really ain't gonna change because I really don't be doing nothing like that for real. Yeah. yeah, um, I think for me, I also don't really have a huge presence on social media. I don't have a Facebook, I don't really use Twitter. Uh I am on Instagram. And I do watch YouTube videos. But honestly, if I go on YouTube, I'm pretty much looking for something specific. Yep. And I watch it and that's it. Like, I'm yep. not really a rabbit Surfing. hole kind of... New videos be long. Who got yep. time for that? <laughs> like, Camille watch them. No, for real. She do. She be like, have you <laughs> seen this? I'm like, Camille, no, I have not seen that. I don't I don't follow them people like you do. Um, But yeah, so I don't know that my specific behavior... On social media will be different, but I do say that I am grateful for the awareness. And I think that once you have it, I feel like I'm a lot less likely to buy something from an Instagram ad now. Because it's like, Mm -hmm. I know why you're here, because you you think I'm going to buy that. But what you don't know (laughs) is that I'm not. Um, But one thing that I think will change in my behavior and not necessarily just as it in regards to social media is 
I I feel like I stuff. Mm-hmm. Or I wanna mm-hmm. I I want to see information outside of what is specifically targeted towards me. Mm-hmm. Um cause I don't, yeah, if you only see one thing or one side continuously, can you say that you truly know truth? You know? So, I mean, I highly doubt that (laughs) my opinions will be changed. (laughs) But it's just like on Bring It On when they was like, being the best means competing against the best and winning. It's like, okay, but for me to be like, okay, no, this is true. I feel like I want to be well aware of the variety of information that's out there but the I mean, variety of truths that are out there right <laughs> many many facets of right truth. but i doubt i'm gonna come back talking about 5g and, and clones and yeah all kinds of the world is flat and any yeah. of those other things but i will but, say also like i think something that was eye-opening to me and that i am going going forward like raising my daughter like and how I introduce her to social media, or even if I do introduce her to social media, I think one, I don't, I, I think that there's, I think it's very difficult to, to tell somebody that they can't have something, a child that they can't have something. And then that not be like a taboo, like, Ooh, I got to touch it. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So like introduce it to her in small doses, like talk to her, have a conversation. Like, why are you posting this? Are you posting this because you actually like this photo or are you posting it for attention? Like, and then if you don't get the attention that you uh, want or that you thought you were going to get off of it and you want to go delete it because it doesn't have that many likes but you just told me that you posted it because you liked it yeah. so let's not delete it because everybody else didn't like it you liked it so you know yeah, what I'm saying so like having it. conversations like that and then also like I, my mind was blown side note mine was blown that they talking about kids behavior has changed based off of this because they don't take risks that driver's license is down yeah. Dang, like literally kids aren't going to get driver's license because they are afraid of taking risks. Like they, they, whoa. Like I couldn't wait to get my damn driver's license. Oh, I I could. No, I couldn't. (laughs) I was, I was, I was wrecked. (laughs) (laughs) But also I had another question that I kind of want to, get y'all's thoughts on so do y'all think that this documentary is gonna fall on deaf ears like because the guy from google early on was talking about how he was like oh we have an ethical obligation and blah 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 blah, and we need to do this we need to do that and he sent all these emails out to people at google and they was all like yeah i'm on the board we're wrong blah 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 but then it was like nothing happened and then yeah. it's like I thought about this documentary being kind of similar because it's like okay it's hot people are talking about it but then like are people actually going to do anything about it and then also Netflix was also a target just recently of a disinformation campaign where you got tons of people canceling Netflix over Cutie's documentary over some shit that wasn't even actually true as far as what it was that they were angry about so like and also like uh, right wing people uh, like the the extremists already think that Netflix is like for the left. So, what y'all think? I don't think it's going to have the impact that they want it to. Like people, you know, drastically being like, "Oh, I'm cutting off this and that." 
And I think even the people, like, it goes back to cancel culture. You're either going to have two responses. You're either going to have the drastic, oh, I have to shut everything down, which is going to be temporal. Or you're going to have the people who are, like, who watch it and are like, yeah, this is an issue. And I'm going to kind of cut back on it a little bit. But I don't think the the impact that they're wanting where it's like a that's completely reverse and try and, you know, pull this by the reins. I don't think it's going to happen because I think it's the same thing as like um, um, global warming. People have been screaming left and right. The earth is dying like we got to And people are like, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm going to recycle. And then a month later, it's just like, well. But the other side is getting information and saying that it's not true. Right. Like, true. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I think for the people who are who who have <laughs> the people who found the documentary and are watching <laughs> <laughs> and don't think it's some conspiracy. Um I think I don't like I, I don't think it's going to have as drastic of a response as they want. I think it's going to curb some people's behavior, but in the long term, I don't think it's going to eliminate anything. Honestly, I 100 percent agree. I think absolutely nothing is going to change. I think that <laughs> like zero percent of anything do I think is going to change. Um, nothing literally nothing i think nothing's gonna change Um, but because i think that once something becomes this big and this powerful like they were saying that these companies have what made more money than any other companies in the history of humanity like no once something gets that large, change only comes as a result of something catastrophic. Mm, and then yeah. at that point, we'll be looking back at this documentary like, well, they told us. Yeah. They knew. They well, we'll said probably be was- dead because we're going to kill each other. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> AI going to manipulate us into doing whatever. Stabbing each other. And then the people down in their bunkers going to be like, they told them. They should have known. They, they would have survived. Uh, yeah. So I think that this is a warning, but I think that it won't, it, it'll be like an unheeded war- warning. And uh, when something catastrophic happens, we'll look back on it and say, oh, we should have listened. Um, and as far as Netflix being a target, I was thinking that exact same thing. I was thinking... Actually, that it is, I found it quite refreshing that Netflix would have a documentary like this, seeing as they benefit from this exact same technology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because what I see on my Netflix is not what you see on your Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's not what, like literally, I watch Netflix and I'm like, do y'all only have five shows on this thing <laughs> and 15 movies? Because I keep seeing the same things over and over again. Yeah. And I have to go to Google to search to try to find other suggestions of things that are on Netflix because you keep showing me what you think I want to watch yeah. and I'm telling you I want to see something else. So um <laughs> I, I think it's very well maybe they did it because they know ain't nothing gonna change. So yeah. they, they like oh yeah let's put it out here people will watch that it'll be hot for a second be in the little top ten mm-hmm. and then we ain't gotta change nothing. Yeah. They know what they do. But yeah, I, I a thousand percent agree with Andrea. I was like money's involved. We People still driving cars. Global warming is still happening. Fossil fuels, they're still dumping trash in the water. Little, little fish getting caught into the rings. Like, when money is involved, it's, the issue becomes silent. 
that's been our reoccurring thing. Except with uh, Me Too movement. I was like, oh, wow. Rich white men are going to jail. That's the first. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I think, yeah, this we're informed, but nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so um, that was a pretty cynical conclusion. <laughs> but um, I will say, like Camille said though, the social media ain't terrible. Like we have very much riffed on it. Like I agree, you know what I mean? Like we just like oh, this is shitty. They tearing down the, the the whole global economy, and we all gonna die. But it's also produced some very good things, you know. So yeah, I just want to throw that in there at the end of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's they, they and they also kind of throw it they in did. at the end of the at documentary the of the that, it is, <laughs> that it is simultaneously utopia and dystopia. So mm-hmm. it, it has all of these good things, and that's another reason why I think I probably won't change my social media behavior that much because there are good things that come from this, and so mm-hmm. you know I'm willing to engage. It's opportunity cost. I am willing to engage at a certain level and sacrifice what that level of enjoyment will get me. But Mm -hmm. at a certain point, what you are benefiting me is not worth what it will cost me. And I'm not willing to engage at that level. And so Mm -hmm. I think getting information out there like this can better help people gauge what their opportunity cost is. Absolutely. Very good. Okay, great. Well, that's all we got for you today. We hope you enjoyed it. And we will, well, not see you because we can't see you, but we will let you hear us next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.